Uh, Dr. Barry right. Taylor, for those of you who don't know, haven't heard the, the, the doctor on uh, the program before, is the author of the great book, Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health, and Healing. And the, the good news is the revised edition will be coming your way in the not-too-distant future. Blink, blink. Real soon. Real soon. Real soon. So uh, how, how can people get it? Uh, my website, drbarrytaylor.com, uh, dr. my first name, last name, drbarrytaylor.com. Um, and uh, probably early August, uh, Amazon will get their act together. Right now, if you order the book on Amazon, it'll be the unrevised edition. Um, but certainly by August 1st, it'll be on Amazon. And Right now, it's available on my website. And so far, so far, I mean, the, the reviews have been amazing, and deservedly so. Well, if, if I knew that that's what $10 was going to buy me, I, you know, I would have tried five or seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, am I blessed. I mean, thank you for reading the reviews, Ken. Um, you're a sweetheart. Uh, I guess some people like the, the new chapters, huh? Yeah. Oh, they were pretty I mean, glowing reports. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, uh, you know, they have been, uh, you know, it touches, you know, what we're going through right now. I mean, it it, it really the timing of it uh, is is excellent, and uh, you know, it just uh, you know it acknowledges what we have been through, what we've been dealing with, and what we continue uh, to deal with in our everyday lives. It's such a time as you and I have talked the last many weeks. For all of our insecurities, you know, some of our insecurities are really front and center and troubling us. Some of us don't have conscious insecurities, but, you know, we all have, we're all normal. None of us are perfect. This this is like the rug's been pulled out from underneath us, particularly Republican or Democrat, let's not get into that, Ken, about who do you trust, who do you listen to, you know, should we all be wearing masks, should we not be wearing masks? It's such a sea of uncertainty yeah. that my intention with you, whether we were talking about supplements or now we'll talk about communication today, is for people to really get a sense of being confident that, you know, that they, they really have more capacity, uh, despite that the virus is virulent, you know, unless you think it's a Bill Gates hoax and, you know, it's, unless you're going down that river. Um, you know, the, the, the degree to which so many wonderful people, by not thousands or tens, but evidently millions, are understandably so insecure, so uncertain. It's such an uncertain time uh, because we can't, we, our freedoms, we're so restricted. So, yeah, if I can add anything to the conversation of people feeling they're stronger than the virus. Their their capacity to, to live a life feeling free and healthy and uh, so many choices are still available to us despite that we have to make new choices. You know, the, the normal that we knew, we if we hold on to the things, just like any other time in life, if we hold on to the past, we might suffer because the past is no longer relevant. You know, and it's so difficult because right. we don't know what's relevant for the present. Like, who do we look to? So I didn't write a book about masks, as you know. I, I wrote a book about health and healing. My hope is, as the reviewers seem to think, 
that it really is empowering for people to uh, get from the back seat to the front seat in their life and feel really blessed, feel really good. This this is going to be around for a while, given what's happening in Florida and Texas and other California. Who knows what the next couple of weeks are going to bring? Who knows? We don't. don't. I mean, it's so unpredictable, and we have heard so many theories espoused by, you know, some of the some of the experts and some of the uh, not so uh, experts uh, at it, but uh, you know it's uh, it's something that uh, you know it, it's t- tough to get a grasp on it, and uh, even some of the most educated and, and knowledgeable people in in the field uh, really yes. can't get a, a good feel for it. Yeah. Yeah. So Just I mean, turn the channel, t- turn the TV channels from one channel to another, and you'll get very different opinions. It's it's tough. Yeah, it's really it, tough. It, it, it really it really and truly is. I mean, uh, and uh, you know, it's it's uncharted territory for everybody. I mean, it truly is, and uh, right. and it has such a dramatic impact on every phase of our life, every part of our society. Uh, it, it really and truly does, and uh, you know, most most people. You know, let's face it, most people are impatient. And you know, want things instantly, and and don't want to wait uh, wait for things, uh, and uh, you know, perhaps have taken their their foot off the gas a little bit, in, in uh, you know, wearing the masks or wearing the gloves or social distancing and what have you. And as you said, I mean, uh, there are outbreaks now in uh, many of the southern states, western states, and uh, it, it seems to be hitting them the hardest right now. Right. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the east part of the country seems to be better. You know, the way that I wrote about um, communication, thank you so much for reading it, and I really appreciate it, is is not what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say is we all rely on information, and when you get contradictory information, it, it, you, your head, my head, spins. Well, it, it's like I'm, I'm looking to you, you know, like, like give me advice, and then you go to so, – you know, a lot of us, when we have um, conflicting information, that's really troubling. That's, you know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, are we supposed to drive 50 miles an hour on the, you know, Route 393 coming up to New Hampshire, or is it 65? Which is it? You know, if it was different signs every 10 miles, you know, <laughs> it'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's true, though. So we, I mean, and, and this has been the case, you know, since the, the outbreak began. I mean, there's been conflicting uh, information, you know. Uh, I mean, listen, right. listen to ten doctors, even, and you're going to get right. uh, ten different theories. So, what I wrote about in my book that we didn't get to last show, which is is fine because it could be my favorite chapter in the book, might even expand it to be its own book, is that one of my hobbies the last uh, I'm going to say twenty years or so uh, was to really break down meticulously, and I'm still a student, but, you know, to say that I'm an expert would be only because I'm so curious and continue to want to learn. And and then in my most intimate relationships, of course, those are challenging and other relationships are easy. But com- communication is more than information exchange. Uh, communication is more like communing. So the chapters, as you know, wrote, how do they help? How do they relate to healing? Well, Information exchange, you and I could talk about, well, you know, uh, vaccinations are either going to be helpful or they're not. You know, I mean, the flu vaccine is a. Did we lose? Oh, no, we lost all the time. 
you know, to, 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 to rely on information like we're all hanging like a diet, like we can't wait for the vaccine to come out, uh, would be, well, maybe there's something else. But the way I talk about um, communication has more to do with feeling heard. I think your dog is trying to communicate with you right now, yeah. Dr. Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, who are you communicating with? Come sit down. It's live radio, folks. It's live radio. You never know what to expect. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the pioneer who's going to the beach just to make sure that you know Ken and Jason is going to be okay for you. Yeah. yeah. Honey, honey's a labradoodle. She, she'll love the water. Yeah, no um, doubt. So communication, as, as it affects health and healing, is is really about where somebody's coming from, uh, what kinds of issues have they not fully resolved in their life. I'll give you examples, and, but I can give you many, many examples. Um, so I'm dealing with a man in his mid-30s, and we do a process, and I'm looking at things like zinc, things that you and I have talked about, allergies, um, and he's had lots of allergies, and he's symptomatically 20, 30, 40% better. He's certainly better. Um, but something's going on, and so I do a process with him, and his allergy started when he was seven or eight years old, <clears throat> and he wasn't allowed to go to uh, one of his grandparents' funerals. A young child, seven or eight, his parents didn't think he should go to the funeral. And in his world, he never got to say goodbye to his grandparent who he was close with. And we did a process where the grand person, grandparent was deceased, where he could communicate. I know this is a little California, but just stay with me. Mm -hmm. And he could get in touch with the, the things that he wasn't listening to within him. In his case, it was sadness. And within a month, his allergies completely went away, like just completely went away. Mm. Another person I did a process with, and she was coming to see me for infertility. And um, she was on, had um, adopted several children and wanted to know if I could help her conceive. She was in her mid-30s. And after doing some things physically and did some things about whether her husband's sperm was getting killed and whether it was compatible inside her and whether she had eggs and the kinds of things that somebody would do to see if somebody were competent to have a child. And I was working with her nutritionally to get her body strong. I scratched my head. I listened. I said, okay, let's do a process. <clears throat> she did a process, <clears throat> and what came up for her, completely in my blind side, was that her father um, was rather critical and would wash her mouth out with soap on a regular basis mm. when wow. she was young. Yeah. And I did a forgiveness. You know, in the original book, there's a chapter on forgiveness. I did a forgiveness process with her. We came back. We did something else. And three months later, she was pregnant. She conceived. Wow. And she, mm. and she was clear that there was something she wasn't listening to. So for me, communication is, how am I listening to you? When you speak to me, I'm looking at your body posture. I'm listening to your tone. Um, but most of us, when we communicate with one another, we're mostly to almost entirely just listening to content. You know, just like what's coming out of your mouth. Right. Yeah. One, one of the things that real effective communicators do is they don't just listen to content. 
They listen to where a person's coming from. So you're not just agreeing or disagreeing. So a lot of times with parents, I'll say, you know, if your child, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, says something, rather than just immediately saying, God, why would you think that? That's so smart or that's so stupid. Why don't you just thank them for speaking? Why don't you just thank them right. for yeah. being willing to express themselves? Oh, very so, true. Very true. So it, it, in this city of COVID, you know, where our, our heads are spinning, like should I or shouldn't I, about so many different things, there's also the, the, the ongoingly as human beings, I think one of the factors that relates to health and healing is how effective are you? Are, are you just hitting the ping pong back, you know, when people converse about content? Or are you acknowledging somebody for where they're coming from? Are you letting them know before you agree or disagree that you're glad they're speaking? Again, I have a particular orientation that I'd rather somebody say something than not say something. Very difficult to be a mind reader. Very, very difficult to presume how many times have I presumed what somebody's thinking, and they weren't. You know, there was just stuff going on in my head. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, so Honey is quieting it down. So, so she's, yes, she's, oh, she's quieting down. <laughs> She's, she's finding that. Okay. I, I have hypnotized her. She's she's in a doggy trance. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh man. Well, she was just communicating. That's all, and expressing was, expressing her feelings. Right. And and I have to take advanced dog language classes to make sure I can communicate. Thank you for barking. Ken really appreciates it. I, I honey. Thank you. It, it, it shows that we're live on the radio here. There's nothing canned about this. We're, we're live and local. Right. <laughs> so what tickled you when you read the chapter? What do you, what do you want to ask me? How, how, how can we, and if any callers want to call in and ask questions, that's always great. Is there anything well, that you know, I mean, spoke I, to you? This is a, a, a talk show, so we, uh, you know, we share a lot of, uh, of, of opinions and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and not, not always, uh, you know, uh, ones that uh, everyone will agree with for sure. I mean, that's why they're opinions. Everybody has their own opinion. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I don't think when I'm expressing my opinion that I'm trying to convince uh, people to change uh, their opinion uh, necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just giving them what I think uh, of a certain topic. I, I don't mean to, uh, you know, uh, you know, sway anybody in any other direction but i just want to say what uh, what i'm feeling about something and uh you know communicate in, in that way and you know and, yeah. and to and to the power of talk radio um which can be extrapolated to you and jason if you're out for a walk or lunch or you and your wife or you and family is sometimes people say things i'll get back to talk radio in one sec because as things come out of our mouth it's different than when it's just hanging out in our head mm-hmm. between our ears. Yep. So, so sometimes you might, because it's your job, and, and there's real power to provoking a conversation about not necessarily something that you're believing in, but just so people start talking about it. Because as it gets talked about, it gets created. Unless people start getting defensive about their position as, 
is the, their opinion is the right position. But that's different than the power of conversation if people are willing to really respectfully listen. So one of the things about powerful communicating as it relates to health and healing is, is powerful communicating is less about speaking effectively. It's more about listening more empathetically, like getting over and saying some, to somebody on a regular basis, uh, can I repeat back to what I heard you say? Uh, people are craving being heard. And sometimes when they don't feel heard, then I think that's one of the several factors, not the only one, about why people get so defensive, why their ego gets involved, where, you know, they're, they're almost killed. You know, they, they, they fight and argue to be right about something. So there's a whole aspect about communicating is not necessarily about being right. Like talk radio and what you're doing is just bringing topics up. This is a power of getting things out. And can we as human beings really respect one another? Oh, I, didn't, I never thought of that. That's interesting. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but God, I'm so glad you, you know, things like that, where you really get somebody to know that you're not just listening, which is a normal way to listen, about whether somebody's right or wrong in what they're saying, but you're listening as a way of connecting, like communication is a form of communing. Exactly. And the not yeah. can really tie people up like some really good people, some really good people, no names mentioned, are very, very wired up because of the way they were raised in their family to please people. So they don't want to say anything that would be irritating or potentially conflicting. And they might be sweet and they might be gracious and they might be fun and they might be a whole bunch of very positive things. But when you get to be with them intimately, they actually withhold, that's their middle name, but they didn't tell you that, because they don't like arguing. And if they say, that didn't work for me, you're supposed to be a mind reader and know that. And that can be really difficult because there are a lot of really wonderful people who uh, are, are phobic about saying something that might be their truth. It might be authentic for them to just let you know, hey, when you did that, I dot, dot, dot. But when you said that, I heard it this way. Is that the way you meant it? And so rather than processing it, so people who are really powerful, effective communicators know that in the um, process of communicating, you actually can let it go. And in the process of not communicating, you tend to collect evidence. You tend to be more, you, you collect evidence so that you're more right about the way you see it. And then it becomes very hard to see it another way. Because you never checked it out. No, I didn't mean it that way. I'm, I'm so sorry you heard it that way. <sighs> and there are so many ways to communicate uh, these days uh, as as well, given the all of the social media platforms that we have and, uh, yes. and, and what have Good. you. And, and that uh, certainly yeah. enters into it uh, as, as well. And, and sometimes yeah. when you just see words, whether they be in a text message or uh, you know, on, on Facebook or whatever it might be, you, sometimes you don't really know how it's intended. I mean, exactly. you, can, you, you can tell more so by, true. by, you know, communicating with, with speech and, and, uh, you know, even gestures um, or body language, yes. uh, what have you. Yes. But when it's in a, yeah. a text message or even a, you know, an email, a Facebook posting, 
you're not always certain of what uh, yes. you know the the intention of that communication might be. Correct, and and I think that um, you or I, one of us, Jason, flip a coin, uh, heads I win, tails I lose. So Ken, you're going to write a book about the rules and regulations of texting and Facebook posting, <laughs> because because th- th- there isn't any guideline. It's it, 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 it's so true. It's amazing what people think is text worthy, and it's like. I don't. I don't think this is text worthy. <laughs> you know, like you're going to be here at four or five o'clock. That's text worthy. <laughs> but people text some of the most intimate stuff or post. What are you doing posting that on Facebook? You know, um, you're right. Uh, it, it 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 seems like it's a technological. I'm guessing maybe. Correct me. How do you see it? Easy way, but it's very different than either getting somebody on the phone. Right. And then. There are certain things that I prefer not to say to a, a, a close friend, a, 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 a lover, a wife, a husband, a brother, a workmate. There are certain things that have a certain quality. It really deserves can, can, and hard now, hard. That's hard because of COVID. But it really deserves the presence so that um, not so that you and I can inspect their tone. But it's a different quality when somebody's physically present, mm-hmm. and 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 I think those those kinds of criteria are not even sometimes um, evaluated, you know, because you just you just pick up the phone. Oh, they weren't there. Let me leave a message for this person that I want to get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Let yeah. me leave a message. I, that I'm, I think I'm sure there have been I'm many a- of those uh, text m- message divorces. I don't want to talk to you, but I'm giving you my rings back, so yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> or breakups. Yeah. Really. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, we have boy. some easy way, uh, some easy ways out these days. We really do, I yeah. guess. But it's, it's, it's uh, you know, much, much more personal, much, much more, uh, I, I don't know, much, uh, preferable to do it in yeah. person or at least over the phone, right? <laughs> at least. A little voice let's chat, FaceTime. maybe. Yeah. Let's let's do it by FaceTime, <laughs> right? Or, or or Zoom. FaceTime, or yeah, right. Whatever. You yeah. Know, th- th- those are a little bit better, but we, um, you know, there have been a lot of studies done about what makes communication more effective than other kinds of a communication, and tone you mentioned and body posture uh, are higher than content in terms of what makes effective communication. So it's not like a rule. You've got to make eye contact. Uh, you, you know, it, 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 it's not because sometimes maybe a person who's blind, but their other senses are so heightened. There is a quality <clears throat> of presence that's hard to duplicate on Zoom, very difficult to, or impossible, but let's say difficult on texting or technological communication. That's different than when you're just sitting with somebody and and holding hands. Let's not make it too esoteric, Ken. You know, we don't have to do some seance, you know, with incense and chimes and bells. But, you know, there are, most anybody listening to the program, unless they're 10 or 15 years old, has had an experience when you're with somebody and you're able to resonate with them that I they start to say something and you just get it. You know, you yeah. don't have to say anymore. 
You know, there's a certain energetic presence. And I teach that in my Love Your Body programs, and I go over that, and I recommend certain books, and I write about it in the chapter in the revised edition about generating a certain quality of presence. If somebody has a hankering to be a better communicator, which is different than just information exchange. Oh, exactly. We started right. off the yeah. conversation about how hard information exchange is when it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, right. Correct. But, yes. but it's also, you know, when we are not heard, somebody's talking, 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 and somebody just hits the ping pong ball back. You know, they just, you know, maybe they're not even arguing. But, you know, the, 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 the conversation is a normal one. There's no thank you for saying that. That's such a small but huge thing when somebody says something to you that is not a random, you know, about the movie theater downtown or about the juice bar downtown, but it's something about them as a human being related to their thoughts mm -hmm. and related to their feelings yep. is to first really validate, thank you for saying that, and um, would you like me to repeat back what I heard you say? Or uh, would you like me to respond? Oh, there's a good communication skill. Sometimes people don't want your infinite wisdom, and they don't want your feelings about what you said. They just want to be heard. And if you don't have that as a practice and asking them, is this a good time for me to respond, or would you like me to respond later? And if you give people that option, some people will look at you, of course, like you're a little like, what? And they might say, Right now, I thanks so much. I, I just actually would like you to just get it. And, and later, let's talk about, you know, what your response is. But most people are not responding. I make a distinction in the chapter. They're reacting. Most conversations are two people reacting to one another, which is very different than how do you respond, whether you're intellectually responding or you're emotionally responding. So I have this thing that a lot of people – when there is an emotional stress component to their asthmas, their colitis, their migraines, their cancer, is you ask, and it's not rocket science, how much in their life have they not felt heard? How much do they feel like they've got to argue because of one reason or another? You know, it's just, just a script. It's just the way they've been conditioned. And, and, and they... You know, it, it, it's magic for them if you give them the space to just be listened to without your thoughts and feelings. Right. Exactly. Dr. Barry Taylor yeah. is with us. His book is Love Your Body, Your Path to Transformation, Health and Healing. But there's a revised copy coming out, folks, and uh, you'll want to get a hold of that as well. And we'll have more with Dr. Barry Taylor. Hale and Company will continue after these words on 1077 The Pulse. And News Talk 98.1 WTSN. Dr. Barry Taylor is with us. We're talking about one of the additions to his great book, Love Your Body, which is all about uh, communication. But let's leave things on an up-tempo note because, you know, there there are communications that can be a lot of fun, Dr. Barry. Absolutely. Especially when somebody's clear about what they need. I want to recommend to people that they get a copy of Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. If anybody wants a PDF of the different books that I work with, you know, just email me at Dr. Barry, at Dr. Barry Taylor. I'll be happy to send you a list of different books that I love learning with. 
So you're right. I mean, communication can be a joy. Can, communication can be a pleasure. Communication can be fun, particularly when somebody is not just saying, I want, I want. Um, I, I use an example, Ken, of a spouse or somebody in a partnership saying, um, I want to go to this movie. And the um, let's make it a man. The man says, what movie? And, and the woman says, this movie. And the guy says, nah, that's a chick flick. I don't want to go see that. I, I, I don't want to do that. And, and the conversation, the woman says, well, you know, we never go to the movies anymore. And, and you know, I, I, wa- I really want to go see that with you. And it goes down a rabbit hole of people having a breakdown. Now, if people had some nonviolent communication skills where they had distinction of needs, it could be a more joyful conversation where a woman could say, could be either way, it doesn't have to be a woman, but the woman says, um, I'd like to go to this movie with you. And the man says, um, what movie? And she, no, I don't want to go see that. Well, if either of them knew about needs, one of them could scratch their head, take a deep breath, and the woman could say, well, there is something about wanting to share that movie with you. But when I really think about it, I have a need to spend time with you. We haven't spent time together. And then the man could say something like, okay, I'd love to spend time with you and make a counteroffer. You know, so we have a common need, but we have different wants. And in, in nonviolent communication, this guy Marshall Rosenberg has some wonderful ways of communicating to exactly what you say, make negotiation, uh, whether in business or intimate relationships or friendships, uh, playful, where people can be clear, I have a need for appreciation. I have a need for connection. I have a need for acknowledgement. I have a need to be playful. And that's different than not everybody's going to want what you want. You know, and, and it could be disappointing. I really am disappointed. I wanted to go to that movie with you, and I could see it with a girlfriend. But, you know, I, 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 but the need is actually senior to the want. You hear what I'm saying? And, and people could be way more authentic with speaking their wants by communicating and be clear, well, what is the need? Because the model of nonviolent communication is when your needs, my needs, our needs are not spoken or not met, that's when we get frustrated, Mm -hmm. angry, and we have a lot of negative emotions. Right. You can be disappointed that somebody doesn't want to go to that movie with you. You're really counting on going to that movie. But when you say something as simple as, well, if one person says, well, I don't want to see that movie, but I really can see that we haven't connected in a way. Would you be willing to connect another way? That's the need that both of them might have. Could be another need. Could be a, a need for fun. Um, and that's one way that people can learn to be clearer and, and argue less about everybody's got to want what you want. If you like golf, you know, your best friend's got to like golf or your partner's got to like golf. Uh, because it, it, not everybody's going to want what you want, but your close friends, your close business uh, uh, people, people who you care about, people who care about you, might want to know what your needs are. You might want to know what your needs are. And in my world, a lot of people can't identify them. They don't have distinctions. 
that's where this simple book is, is quite good, and then it's something you can practice. You can learn to make different kinds of requests of will you or won't you, and you wait for a yes or a no. Um, I can think of somebody saying to me, what do you really want? And, oh, I want to be a race car driver. <laughs> you know that I want to be a race car driver? <laughs> That's true. I wanted to be a race car driver. I but when I look that. at my life, you didn't know? Yeah, it's like a fantasy. Right. <laughs> People live in fantasy. You know, there's nothing in my life. There's no money. There's no action. There's no committed. There's nothing that would. It's just a want. You know, it's it's just it's it's not a um, what can I do to move that forward? So when you speak, being careful that it's not like the right way to speak, got to be careful that we don't make it too dogmatic. And we make requests of people, uh, and we allow people to make requests of us. And if we don't know the answer, a lot of people are very careful about making yes, no's, because then they're afraid of being disappointing somebody. So they'll keep it vague. But if you keep it vague, you can say, look, I don't know how to answer you clearly now, can I get back to you tomorrow at noon? Can I get back to you by the end of the week? Well, that's now a promise. I promise I'll get, I will answer your question, but are you okay? I can't answer it right now. And so that's another skill of communicating that can make communication more fun, more lively, less contentious, where people speak less in wants, and they ask people requests, pause, wait for yes, no, or maybe, and then ask somebody, would you be willing to get back to me on that, or are you okay if I ask you again tomorrow, rather than just leaving it? And how many of us have, like, asked somebody the same thing 10 days in a row? But, you know, they're just in maybe. You know, they haven't made any kind of commitment to clarify it. All of that, I say, lives in people's body. It doesn't just um, 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 interrupt their peace. It doesn't just interrupt their creativity, but it blocks access to what I'm calling their capacity to heal. So I love what you said, because ideally, communication could be fun. It could be a way of connecting when you have space for some. No, as one of my teachers said, um, no doesn't mean I don't love you. No just means I can't accept your request. Or as another teacher said, Ken, it's amazing we get anything accomplished given how we communicate. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Dr. Barry Taylor, we're going to have to leave it there, but we will continue. This shall be continued uh, in the okay. not-too-distant future. And uh, we will uh, continue to talk about uh, communication and, and other things uh, very shortly. So thanks so much. I want you to have a great weekend and uh, you know, get that book out as quickly as you can. Thanks for having me on. And Jason and I should talk about how we can do a show from the, the beach or the lake there, or something. Uh, there you go. And this would have been a, a great day for it as well. But uh, Thanks we, for having me on, All Ken. right, Dr. Barry. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Bye.